It's episode 34, season 2 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, Carol Hayward from Surrey. Hello there. And back for the first time this season, John Rayworth from London. Hello. Hi, John. Right, last time we had you on the pod was the end of last season, so it's been a while. Welcome back. Yeah, maybe we should brush over that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've I've promised that I'll only have one, one glass of wine this time. So yesterday we we played Stoke um, and and we fucked them up. Big time. Um, what did you? I'll jump straight into this, John. Um, you watched the game. What, what was your take on the take on the match and the performance? Um, breathless. Uh, just everything it, it epitomised what Potter has been working towards. I think, and I think it all came together in that game. Uh, just the pressing the commitment to every tackle and just left me speechless I'm, I'm getting goosebumps now actually <laughs> it was lovely but best best performance of this season yeah I think so people keep saying that don't they I think we were equally as good against Man City yeah you know different level of opposition I think mm. yeah it's difficult I often I watch us when I watch a game I'm not always analysing the opposition but I know Stoke had a few had a bit of possession for a little while in the game yesterday but I I didn't think they were that good so I think it allows us to be breathtaking well it was going into that game obviously Leicester had dropped a couple of points at the weekend and and the onus was 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 on us to win and and reduce that that lead to five points and the thing that I was hearing from a lot of Spurs fans was it's Stoke you know it's a cold Monday evening albeit it's April but it's Britannia can be quite windy. There are three sides, three corners of the stadium which, which are open, and lots of, can be quite windy and unpleasant. And Mark Hughes' teams, teams can be Hughes' teams can be difficult to play against. So, so you, you were know, there, Jav? Or I, was it windy? I, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it, I was reading a lot of the, the um, sort of guides for, for going up to the Britannia and speaking to a few people. That that was the um, that's what that's what you're told that it's it can be quite unpleasant, but it wasn't too bad. There was a little bit of wind coming in from one corner, but the the, I, the thing I found was I wasn't too bothered about the game because it, it yes we're playing a Mark Hughes team and they can be difficult. Yes, it's Stoke City, but it's not a Tony Pulis team. And yes, we've got Pochettino didn't have a good record against Stoke City um, the previous three times we've played them um, under him. I um, as a Spurs manager, I don't know what his record was like when he was at Southampton, um, but I thought I thought we could win. What I didn't think comfortably, what I didn't think we'd do is win in the manner that we did. We made it look easy, and no point even early on in the first half, where they had a few chances. At no point did I feel that 
they were going to score or they were going to get back into the game. Yeah, sure, it was it was a bit nervous at one nil, but it, you just you know that that back four when you've got Lloris, um Toby, Vertonghen, particularly Vertonghen, it's amazing when a player comes back and that you know Vimmer did a really good job, but Vertonghen he just looked class. I wasn't I wasn't worried about the game at all since the fixture first came out. Well, in the last sort of week or so. I just I just wasn't worried about it. And even watching the whole game, I wasn't worried. One iota. They were useless in front of goal. I think Lloris yeah, parried one with, shot. Which that was guy shot with right the silly haircut. Um, on Narcevic, is it? Yeah. Uh, he, he, had, uh, he had a good shot on target. Um, but they were very That's limited. That's about it. They were woeful in front of goal. Some of their... Passing, start going into Rose Z. I, I mean, I wasn't bothered. Even at one nil, I wasn't bothered. I was just waiting for the next one. I predicted three nil. I don't understand this whole Potch's record against Stoke. We're a completely different team now. To and and like just said, they're they're a fairly different team to the Pulis of Stoke. You know, they play the ball better. They've got skillful players. They're not the Stoke of old, are they? I was looking, thinking, okay, Boyan, Bo, Boyan. And Shakiri, um, they look like two fucking stunted dwarfs. What the hell do they look like? <laughs> do you not notice how short they're like little um, munchkins or something? I was waiting to see something from them. Didn't see a lot. I think most of it came from our Nautovic. Nautovic? Yeah. Most of the chances anyway. I thought they were, I thought they were actually pretty shite yesterday. And is that down to our players pressing them? Probably I was is. Say, it, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to know whether we were better, we're so good that we made them look rubbish. I find that watching us a lot this season, it's hard to put your finger on it. Really, I think we probably do overwhelm teams with our with our fitness, with our pressing. They did try and match it, didn't they, in the second half when it first started? They had, I think, a bit of momentum about them at the beginning of the first second half, rather. Um, Apart from that, I wasn't bothered. One iota. Ooh, get me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we controlled the whole game. It was, it was lovely to watch. Yeah, brilliant. When, when we press teams, the thing is, um, we we go about about it in a particular way because if you know anybody can close or attempt to close somebody down, but it's it's to to, to sort of sustain that for the full ninety minutes and to conserve your energy. That's you know you've got to be fit, but you've also got to be ta- you know tactically a bit clever about about doing it. Where when to press, where to press, and the players have got that down to down to a T at the moment. You know, Com- completely agree, completely utterly down to a T. It's amazing. I don't know any other team that can do that for the length of time that we do it. It's amazing. It was quite funny when uh, Charlie Adam waddled on, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we clearly found out who ate all the pies there. Um, we were singing um, Your Sister's Your Mother. Yeah, we heard I, that. I, I, Very that good. good. <laughs> now, now, j- j- just on the... So the atmosphere was really good. Um, at, at, the, the support was fantastic. I was going to say, did that, that come across um, yeah, watching yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. The, heard, songs, heard songs for everyone. I've never heard... The Danny Rose song sang so much, and I still don't understand. I asked on Facebook today I was going to come to that. why why he was getting booed so much. Right. Do you know? No. So I we were thinking the same thing, and I was there with um, 
Joss Hedington and and, and, and another guy, Rich, Rich Lynn, and we were watching the game, and we, you know we were a bit perplexed. Why, why is he getting booed? So apparently, we looked it up on social media at the time, and it all stems from an incident four years ago. For goodness' sake! When Rose was a Sunderland player, when he was loaned out to Sunderland, and apparently he had dived. You know, and this is something that happened. Four years ago, whilst he was playing that, for Sunderland. That's, hold, that's holding a grudge, isn't it? That's just, that's <laughs> just pathetic. Oh. <laughs> you know, we, we, we've had... You know, we don't like um, Charlie Adam, but there's, there's a good fucking reason, because he's a dirty serial offender um, that's got bail injured. Previous. Got previous. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, now, a little bit of diving. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know the full context, but this is something that happened four years ago. While while he was playing for for another team, I could understand if if Stoke and Sunderland were fighting relegation and 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 he did something and that meant that Stoke got relegated or something like that. That's that's fine. I can sort of understand that. But he handled Stoke... it. He handled it very well. He wasn't perturbed by it or you know he didn't retaliate or anything. Um, he didn't. You couldn't see it in in his play. That's for sure. So you know, kudos to him for that. I, and the fans and the fans were brilliant, singing I, singing his song. I thought he was. I know. I probably Musa might get all the plaudits, and he had a really good game. But I thought Danny Rose for me was man of the match. I think. I think. I think both him and Walker played really well. It was. It was amazing the amount of. Um, well, a lot of our attacks was were, were going through both Rose and Walker, um, and I thought they were both. They both had really good games. Yeah, I think the whole team deserved man of the match for that performance yesterday. Um, quick word on Lamella. Um, we were watching that certainly in the first half, and we were a little bit critical of him because um, we didn't feel he was maybe on top of his game. But you know, that's that's Hello. me. No. No, I don't think so. I think if anyone was slightly off their game in the first half, possibly Ericsson. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's harsh to criticise anyone. I'm, I mean, to me, I thought apart from the first ten minutes where they sort of I don't I wouldn't say they dominated, but they. They had. They saw a lot of the ball. Um, I. I just thought that we we dominated the rest of the game and we we controlled the game. Um, hard finding it hard to find fault in in anyone's performance. Sorry. We um. No, it's, it's interesting. You should you should say that. Cause a few people on the train back were saying Ericsson didn't have his best game. I thought he was pivotal. Some said that Delhi Ali, despite the fact that he scored two two goals. Didn't have a didn't have a good game, but you know, that's. I can't believe you, people are even saying that. <laughs> I, th- I think I think to be honest, I think that there's a lot of. It's nitpicking. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of, lot of nitpicking amongst amongst fans. Actually, if you look at overall, if you look at the overall picture, as you say, I think everybody actually played played well. Um, if you're gonna dissect it, yeah, maybe some players didn't play as as good as they might normally do, but. Everybody actually played well and contributed. There were there weren't any weak links in that team. And in fact, that's the other thing that's st- striking me. I had a really, I was watching the game yesterday, and I don't know what. Suddenly, halfway through the game, I had a vision of Carl Norton. I don't know why I'm picking out Carl Norton, but I had a vision of Carl Norton 
on in playing at right back, and I just thought, shit, we we've come a long way because a few years ago, you know, in the fullback positions, we 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 didn't have that strength and depth, um, and now suddenly I look at our fullbacks: Walker, Rose, Trippier, and um, and Davis. Who are, yeah, Davis, who are good players, but can't get in the team now. Um, but they were, you know, they were getting a chance every other week earlier in the season when when we were in the cups, and Poch was, Poch was um, rotating. We we've really come 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 a long way in a short space of time, um, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, just... like unrecognisable from what we were two years ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, even Amazing. even last year, you know, last year when we played Stoke, I think I think we lost three 0 or three <coughs> one at their place, and. Vlad, Chirich, Vlad Chiriches had a nightmare. I think it might have been one of his last games. Um, <laughs> right. You know, Vlad, even you know, going back 12 months ago, Vlad, Kapue, um, Adebayor. Sandro. Sandro, yeah. Um, we we had some... Paulinho. Oh. Um, dear old Bobby as well. Oh, Bless him. Um, we're going to do questions a bit later, but I will jump into a few now because just because they're relevant. So, um, Sam Moore asks, how much do you think playing so many games on a Monday after <clears throat> Leicester having played puts, a, puts us at a disadvantage or does it put us at an advantage? And if so, how? Um, I think <clears throat> that was a question when the fixtures were changed that came out. Mm. It was only a couple of weeks ago that Sky decided to change all our all our fixtures to three Mondays out of the last five games, I think we, they said we, we've got. Um, because we have to win every single game anyway, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters to the players. I know Harry, they, when they interviewed Harry after the game yesterday, he said he was just oh, couldn't wait to play you know on Monday and had to wait a day and a half or something. Um, so I think really they're so itching to play, but we we actually we have to win every single game virtually, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And we have so, to play every game like we're going to win it. So I don't actually think it matters when the fuck you play it because yeah. we actually we actually have to win, and that's in their mindset. Exactly. So, yeah. So not, I was going to follow on from that and saying that Pot seems to have the players so focused on their next game. It doesn't really make any difference about other results. Yeah, I agree. It's more of a pain in the ass that you, they just have to wait. But I don't think their mindset changes because he, like John says, they're so focused. And, and that's, 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 that's just reflected in the way they play when they take to the field. There isn't any nervousness. They're just what's the word? Professionalism, focus, and belief. Yeah, just calm. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, it's so not Tottenham. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Yeah. Can I just know, throw in something here? Yeah. I, I was told um, a friend of a friend used to be a youth team coach at Spurs, and he's still in touch with all the t- all the, the whole setup there. And he made a comment today saying um, it's just a completely different Spurs. You know, the the belief runs through right from the kids right up to the first team. And uh, I just think that's superb. Mm, amazing. It's, we're, I think we're going to be a, a big team for many years. I think it's lovely. We've got... and the, good, the good thing is that 
hopefully we're going to keep all our all our players after this season. Even if we don't finish top, um, they've got to. Just, they look like they love playing for Tottenham, don't mm. they? Just, just going back to the Monday night thing, I think it just pisses off the fans more than anything. Yeah, um, and there's, there's also an element of not just the fact that it's been moved to a Monday, but just a fair element of you know unfairness and 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 the fact that it's three three games in a row and and uh, you know ah oh, is is world transpiring against us and and all of that, but. I'd, yeah, but going back to Sam's question, it sort of brings it back on itself. Um, is it unfair? I don't know. I don't think it is. Um, there's positives and negatives from both. Yeah, if oh. Leicester lose, then we've got a couple of days just... Get your to, mindset right. Yeah, and uh, you know they're going to be chomping at the bit. In, in many ways, it changes nothing, because if they win, we've still got to go out there and, 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 and win. Um and and the pressure's on them. The pressure is on them. We don't yeah, have. Okay. If we finish second, if we win all our games, and that's not good enough um, to to win the league, then so be it. Um, it's going to be a fucking amazing season, nonetheless. We're going to finish second, above Arsenal, guarantee Champions League football, one hell of an achievement, um, and that's that. Um, and yeah, you know, I think we've been the best team in the league, yeah. regardless of our finishing position. And that's good. And anyone who watched that game, and I think a lot of people do watch Monday night football, don't they? Yeah. All, all fans normally would watch Monday night football. I think yesterday opened a lot of people's eyes who may not have watched us, us much this season. I mean, I have to be honest and say I haven't really watched Stoke very much this season. So I wasn't quite sure what they were about, really. But um, I think people watched us last night, and Leicester would have been watching us for sure. And I think they're rattled now well rattled yeah and I'm, I'm just wondering maybe a few neutrals have thought well you know what Spurs deserve it more than Leicester do you exactly. know, yes they've led from the front but you know in long distance running you can lead from the front and get pipped at the post it doesn't mean you're the best runner in the in the race um, so who knows and, mm-hmm. and also, e- either way I'm happy also, just, just towards the end of that game I was thinking to myself right so we're falling up We've played really good football. We could have won the match 6-0 on, and I still can't believe... Well, you've got Ericsson. Ericsson was through on, through on goal, and he somehow hit the crossbar. And I thought his, that, that chance, it was far... It was not similar, sort of the same, but maybe slightly, slightly similar to, to when he went through on goal against Man City, which was arguably a tougher... Um, that was a more sort of pressurised game. And, and he scored that goal and, and netted it past um, Joe Hart. But but yesterday he managed to hit, hit the crossbar. And then you've got Deli Alley hitting the post as well, um, which I I don't. There's, he's he's got a lot of stick from from on the on the on the way back. A lot of Spurs fans were talking about it. I wasn't too bothered because I know he scored a, a second one after that. But you know, I wasn't bothered at all. He doesn't make him a shit player just because he did of that. Course. He just. Just... He, he would he would bury that yeah. 99 times out of 100. And Ericsson, if you want anyone through on goal, one-on-one with a keeper, like he was, normally you, you your, your money is on Ericsson to score mm. that goal. You know, it's just one of those things. So that could have been what? Two of, those, two of those things. <laughs> yeah, that could, that could have been 6-0. As it was, it was 4-0. But I'm just thinking, if, that was, if Leicester City had gone up to... 
to Stoke. Let's face it, they probably would have won 1-0. Okay? It, would have been, and, it would have been same versus same, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, and they would have scrapped out a result and everybody would have said, oh, you know, trait of champions, you know, they can scrap out a result when they're not playing well, which which is all that's a perfectly valid point, and that's true, and sometimes you, you, need, you, you need to do that. And I cast my mind back to earlier this season when we won against Watford 1-0. And Gomez made a few saves. We, you know, that was a narrow victory. I, I didn't think it was. A lot of people said that we played well that day. I didn't think it was the best performance, but but we got the result. Um, but Stoke City, Stoke City, Leicester City, even they, they, they do that. They do that a lot. Okay, and it's fine doing it for me once or twice a season. When you want a few times over the course of the season, when you're not playing well and you're scrapping results, that's fine. That's trait of champions. But to do that consistently. To me, that shows that that's all. That's all your. That's all that's in your DNA and your makeup. Yeah, um, that's all they got in their locker, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a quote. I can't remember who said it, but something about the game is about glory and not boring the opposition to death. Mm. Um, Bill Nickerson, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 and you know we're we're playing the Bill Nickerson way. They're not. We are. They're, they're boring the opposition to death and catching them when they fall asleep. There was, there was a point, interesting to say that there was a point in the first half when there was a move and it was all one touch um, and it was um, nothing came of it, but there was all these flick-ons and it was just beautiful. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, I just I thought, remember the sound, it was brilliant. And I just thought to myself, you know, this is... Because they always go on about the 50-51 team, um, the push-and-run side, and... Um, Arthur Lowe, wasn't it? Yeah, Arthur Lowe, yeah. And, and Bill Nick was... And, and Sir Alf Ramsey, I think they, they played in that team. Um, I just thought, you know, that we this is something special that we're, that we're witnessing. Um, on the dire... Sorry, on the um, Ali miss, we've got a question for, from Oliver Lees who asks, how much stick is Ali going to get from Dyer hitting <laughs> the post? <laughs> Yeah, shitloads. <laughs> he had it. It was on. Twi- I, I'm not. I don't go on Twitter, but someone posted that on Facebook that um, they were already giving it, giving each other, giving it large to each other. <laughs> I think put, Dyer he, had posted. You know, how did you miss this? And there was a video of his miss and everything. Very funny. And he had a little emoji with a. It's. It. I think it started off with morning emoji kiss and then <coughs> emoji waving hand. And yeah, it's true that obviously we've 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 won a game, and it's far easier to, for players to joke about that sort of thing. But the fact that they can do it, the fact that it's not hanging over their heads, the fact that it and as two individuals, you know, we all laugh about the the bromance between Dyer and, and Ali, but it, it's great. It's great that, that there's that camaraderie and team spirit. Yeah, they're um, all loving it. Yeah. Um, Even Harry's getting on in on the act now, posting lions and. Team. Oh, that was super. <laughs> okay. Um, so Leicester, um, let, let's, let's, I, I do, I've been doing this every week now for, 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 for the last few recent weeks, looking at asking everybody who comes on, can we do it? Um, so I'm not going to ask for predictions for all four, four matches, although we, we, we might end up doing that. But um, if I start with you, Carol, prediction for next Monday against West Brom and also can we go all the way and do it? Well I've been believing for the last month really and I've been promoting that you've got to have belief. While it's still mathematically viable 
I, I will believe. And you watch this team week after week, and it makes you believe even more. You could be realistic. I know some of my friends are being realistic, and you know it's a very hard thing that we've got to do. I still believe we can do it. Of course, we're going to beat West Brom. Goes without saying. Um, my hardest, the hardest game for me is going to be the Chavs. I, but I personally hate that fixture, and have done for the last thirty years. Yeah, well, but I think not. this season it's different. I, I don't. I can't. Think I can't get past that. I still can't quite believe the New Year's Day massacre thing. That was unbelievable. I'd like to think we can we can replicate that. Um, I don't know. That fixture is really scaring me. I think it's where we'll fuck up. Twenty six years since we last won at Stamford Bridge. February nineteen ninety. Gary Lineker. Um, that's, by the way, I mean, it's one of those stats which actually really means fuck all because Pochettino has only been manager for two years. The players that we've got at the moment have only been around for the last few years. But I don't think that's going to... People are going to go on about that stat, but I don't think it actually matters. And I think John's right. I think this team under Pochettino, I think, I think that this is the... It's, it's, making me lot... feel, it's making me feel sick already, even thinking of that fixture. I, that I is think bizarre. It, I think it, it's it's the last <laughs> it's the last bastion to fall, and we're gonna we, we're gonna go out there and do it. Just just like a few years ago, when England, you know, when 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 we had like hoodies against whoever it was, Germany or Brazil or Argentina, um, there was a period of time where in competitive games we hadn't beaten them. Um, those countries and then we, we beat whoever it was say Germany in Euro 2000 and then we beat them 5-1 and then Argentina in the in the 2002 World Cup and then Brazil and and, and, I, and we, we've started to do that over the last few years okay some of it hasn't been under Pochettino but a few years ago on AVB when, when we went up to Old Trafford we won there and and I think we're going to do it against you know even, even United we haven't beaten United at home in 15 years we did that last week. Yeah, okay, okay, it wasn't the United teams of old, but this this Chelsea team isn't the Chelsea team of old. And nor you know is what's, the you know what's team. changed? What's changed is our mentality, our yeah. winning mentality. And when you've got a winning mentality, I'm not saying we've fully got it, but in the last month, I feel we've really got that winning mentality, although I'm not sure it's totally ingrained on everyone's brains yet. But when you play, when other teams play you, when they realise you're good, they play you in a different way and they defend against you, which has been happening to us quite a lot anyway, really, this season. People have just been parking the bus, haven't they? Because we've got, we have so much possession, so much attacking. But players, other teams play you with that fear. Um, And I don't think Chelsea have got that. They're too cocky. I don't, I don't know if they're too cocky. Um, I just think they're really, like you said, not the Chelsea of old. Um, my it's probably prediction... just my friends. It's probably just my friends that I've got, actually. I've got lots of chavy friends. I <laughs> think... <laughs> Why does that not surprise <laughs> me? It's <laughs> <laughs> where I live in, sorry. Um, <clears throat> I, think, I think they're there for the taking. I think they'll, they'll give us a tough game, but... I think I think we can we can win that. Um, j- just a quick one. So, can we do it? Yes or no, Carol? The title. Yes. Okay, John. Prediction for next week. Um, a tough four-two-one win. 
and yes, absolutely, we can do it. I, I think okay. Leicester are starting to crumble. I'd agree with that. I think the one, the one, the one feature that concerns me is WBA because WBA that doesn't sound right. West Bromwich Albion because it's it's a Tony Tony Pulis team. Um, yesterday was Stoke Lot Pulis Light. Next week will be the real thing. It's that White Hart Lane. It can be tricky. Teams can come and park the bus, make it difficult for straight. So that's what concerns me. But on our day, I, I think we're the best team in the country. And I, I think three nil. Um, a Berahino own goal tra- a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't want him. Um, Are you both really worried that we won't beat West Brom? I'm not, I think no. I think they'll make it difficult. I think that will be the most difficult game. A difficult two-one, you said, Gayworth. I can't believe that. No, that was, no, that was the Chelsea game. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, I think I think Dad, I think they'll be I think it'll be tough, but I think we, we can win that two-nil. Um, and I think we're going to do the title, and and Leicester are going to crumble. Um, They're crumbling already. They are. Um, and bef- bef- before we come on to we've got Bex with doing, doing the ladies' updates and more questions just on Leicester. So Paulie saw asked, "Do you think that Vardy has done a Stevie G by getting sent off, and do you think it will have the same outcome as it did for the Liver Salts?" Yes. That was an easy one. Next. <laughs> so he's got uh, he's got what one match, two match. It's two matches now, effectively. Well, no, we're uh, going to find out on Thursday. Apparently, they've they've got until I think six o'clock on Thursday to appeal. Yeah. Um, and on that subject, am I imagining this, or did someone try and appeal and it failed, and then the ban got extended, or no, am I just that, wishful that's, thinking? That's correct. So, so it could it could be. Set a, a two-match ban, including the original one-match ban, yeah. and if they kick up a fuss, it could go to three-match ban. Yes. Also, so there's effectively three three scenarios. So he's, he's definitely but so he's definitely out for one match. We know that against Swansea, they can they can accept it and not appeal. In which case, they've got two matches. If they appeal and they're successful, it will just be the one. And if they fail, then it will be extended by another match in their appeal, if they lodge an appeal. I don't think they have... Well, they've still got time till Thursday. Um, uh, I think... Uh, sorry. I, just, I, don't, I don't think they've got legs to, legs to stand on, really, in terms of appealing. So I, I, I fully expect them not to appeal. And for it yeah, to that be would a be a match... bit of a gamble for them, I yeah. think. Mm. That photo of him, though, with his finger pointing at the referee... Yeah, horrible. So it's so horrible. venomous. Oh, it's venomous. It's horrible. I mean, he's obviously whatever he said. I'm not quite sure what he's supposed to have said, but just going by that photograph, that is horrific. We were supposed to have called him the methane C. And then there was apparently there was afters as well in the channel or something. I didn't um, hear about that. I thought they looked really nervous um, from what I saw once Vardy had gone off. Really rattled. Um, they were without him early in the season, weren't they, when he had a, a minor in, little operation or whatever he had. I don't know how many games, maybe three or four games were they without him. But not and in it the, didn't seem to no, bother them. I, don't, I yeah, can't remember only, the stats. Of, no games. doubt Jav will remember. Yeah. It's just, just, can't quite remember how, it's, how they did, but obviously it, they did all right. It was only cup games, as, as John said. And, and also, an international break, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and also, I, th- I think for these games, whilst other players will come in and... And whilst they are capable of scoring goals from elsewhere, like we are, 
I think it for them it's going to be equivalent to us missing Kane up front. In so far as for you know he's their talisman, and if you're the opposition and you see that, for example, if Harry Kane's not playing and he's on the bench, that's going to give you a boost. And if they see Vardy's not playing, that's going to give them a boost. And his pace and his movement up front, they're going to miss that. Yeah, also, um, they can't pump a long ball up and know that he's going to be on the end of it. Yeah. yeah the, you know, the Zhao uh, uh, and um, uh, the Chi- Chinese, I don't know, um, mm. the, the Oriental chap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because uh, of an O. <laughs> I, I can't remember his name. What was his name? Because of O. Um, He's an annoying little twat. Osaki? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a good guess, isn't it? Let's <laughs> just call him Osaki. Let's just call him Walker's Wankstone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're not. What, uh, Sorry. They're, they're, yeah, they're not um, anything like Vardy. And he he's what gives them their 1 0 results generally. Um, because it's all a frustrated game and then suddenly they hoof it up, he gets on the end of it and scores. And they're not and going to be able to do that. A lot of their goals come from um, Schmeichel. He looks up, he does it a lot, he sees he throws the ball really wide, really long, um, and it's like a three-pass fucking goal and then yeah. Vardy's there on the end of it. And the other thing for is that they've, Leicester, they've had bad press for the first time really this week. Um, and with us kind of like dominating the media for all the right reasons, um, I think that's going to affect them as well. Absolutely. You know, they're, they're going to start doubting the fairy tale. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at their running without going into every, every single match, so with, the, the, with, with four games left, five points behind them, obviously we've, we've got to aim to win all of our matches and we've got to hope that they drop five points, which is what a draw... And two def- a draw and a, a and a defeat, and if that happens, and we win all our games, then we'd we'll, we'll win the league on goal difference. Um, now, I'm, I'm going for a loss at Man U and a draw at Everton. Okay, I'm or going for a loss at Man U, Everton. a loss at a loss at Chelsea, and a draw at Everton for them. So you both think you both think they'll beat Swansea. No, I don't even think that. I think they're fucked. Oh. I, 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 think, see, I think I think I think the Swansea game. I think the Swansea game. If you asked me last week before the West Ham match, I would have said because it was went West Ham at home and then Swansea at home. And of those two, I would have said West Ham are the ones more likely to get points off them. Swansea, I would have said no. Now suddenly, I've got um, a bit of a spring in my step, and I think so. They've got they've dropped a couple of points. They've showed that they're vulnerable. They're going to be without Vardy for that game. And we've got Gilfie. We've got Gilfie. And the Swansea, <laughs> Swansea manager has come out and said that mathematically they're not safe, which they're not. And that's that's a fixture where on paper I look at it and I think, no, Swansea, should, Swansea Leicester should win that. But it's actually, sometimes it's in football it's funny. you know, It's, it's those fixtures where you least expect it, where yeah. teams drop points. So well, I've got, okay. a, I've got a sneaky, sneaky feeling Leicester can, um, Swansea can get something there. Um, just one other final thing. Just... Um, you mentioned this earlier about about the, the press, the good press that we're getting. The really nice thing about our club, one of the many nice things, is this, which is um, you don't hear of stories, you know, of players um, misbehaving or, or any lurid um, stories or, or this, that, and the other. And and also, well, you, you, you did have players. you did have Carl Walker on the laughing gas, didn't you? 
um, and his dog. No, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, um, we did have we did have the no- naughty Spurs boys with Gaza and sharing him the dentist chair for playing yeah, for that, England. No, but, but but that's fine, and and, and that's that, that that's all well and good, and that that's you know that was a different era, but but and I'm not saying that our players are. Um, are pillars of society or, or, or really well behaved, but, but they don't. You don't hear any bad. There's no bad publicity. There's no bad press. And the other thing is, you know, I'm, I'm watching that game yesterday, and there were so many decisions that I thought the referee and the linesman got wrong. Not for the first time this season, where I, I thought that's just shocking, shocking re- refereeing, and and it's fr- it frustrates me. And if I was a manager, I think I would. I'd lose my rag after the game. Okay. But that's the one thing that really annoys me when I see, I don't know, Mourinho or Sam Allardyce whinging. You never see Pochettino. He's always got the good grace. He reminds me of Martin Yol. Um, the, the way they handle themselves, and that's the really the other nice thing about... And also the fact that, how many red cards have we got this season? Does anybody know? I think it's none, surely. I can't, I think, can't of, think of any. I can't think of any, right? And you contrast that to, I don't know, when United won league titles or when... The occasions when Arsenal won league titles, um, they had Never really cool. <laughs> well, but we're, we're there, we're, we're, we're there or thereabouts, and those other teams had really poor disciplinary records, as have Leicester. Um, Can I just say, I thought the referee had a really good game last night. Don't know. There were one or two, one or two decisions. I can't remember at the, at the moment that I just thought he got wrong and it also it wasn't a nasty well, game like, like the... well, there wasn't a yellow card to really late on in the game the first true in, yeah. in that in that respect he, yeah in that respect he, he did a good job like mm. the commentators were saying um, there's he let a few tackles go that should have been yellows yeah but he did them for both teams and he was consistent yeah so I you think know, I'm happy with that carry out at one stage I remember right. Mm. Okay, uh, before we do a few more questions, um, here's Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update. Hi, it's Bex with the final, well, penultimate update on Spurs Ladies. Their league finished this week. They uh, finished the season on a win. They played Coventry United and won 2 1. Rosie Kamita scoring both goals, which leaves Spurs Ladies sixth in the table this season. Whilst it's the end of their league season, it's not the end of their cup season. They play on next Wednesday, the 27th of April. They play the Capital Women's Cup final against Charlton Athletic at Wingate and Finchley. And that's the 7.45 kickoff. For anybody that's been listening for a while, they'll have heard me yabbering on ad nauseum about the Ryman's Cup final. And that was played last Thursday at Cheshire for a 7.30 kickoff. I dragged my small child, whinging child, up there to watch it. It's a big journey for me. I'm three hours away. Uh, we won, indeed, on penalties of all things. So it was a really good match. Charlton ladies fought back really hard. There were lots of almost and nearlies, and the crossbar was very much not our friend during that game. But the ladies held firm. They went on to win in uh, after extra time and then, then on penalties with the winning penalty scored by Katie O'Leary. Complete nerves of steel at 3-all. It was her penalty that would decide it. It was really good, with a crowd of 635, so I think it was very well supported from both teams. Shame I can't go to the next one, but I know Javad is going in my absence. 
We're off to interview Karen Hills plus one of the players. Um, I'm hopeful to get the keeper who stood so firm during those charm penalties, Tony Ann Wayne. Um, we're going to interview them on the 4th of May. So if you've got any questions, I'm on Twitter at BunchesBex or please email the THF podcast. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey, welcome back. Um, thanks, Bex, for your update on Spurs Ladies. Um, so just follow up on what, what Bex said. So um, her and I were at the first of three finals on 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 Wednesday, Thursday even, last week. Um, and... Um, it was a great game, wasn't it? It was a good game. I'm, I'm going to make a frank admission here. I've, I've watched a bit of ladies football last year um, during the World Cup. I, I got into it um, in the latter stages. Um, obviously, I've been following the Spurs ladies, you know, online um, and and through Bex's updates for the podcast. But I've never never seen them play before and never been to a, a ladies football match in the flesh so you know I went in it with an open mind I didn't know what to expect whether I'd enjoy it you know um, I had a really good time it was a, it was good good day good evening out um, and it was lovely right at the end you know went to it dragged on because it went into extra time and all of that but um, it's nice watching the penalty shootout and, and then we won and yeah, exciting um, Paul Bakes up, didn't get home she lives in Portsmouth. Portsmouth. She yeah. Half two in the morning or something ridiculous. Yeah. Well what sort, of, what sort of attendance was it? Um, it was 650 approximately. So normally they get about 200 for their league games, um, which which are played at Chesson, and it was 600 around 650 for the final. That's not which bad which was at Chesson. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so they've got three finals. That's brilliant. It's a, yeah, first of three finals, um, and. Um, it was fiver to get in. Good, good evening out. Watching Spurs, you know, lift a trophy. That's the first time it, it, that I've seen that happen in the flesh. Um, oh. And and that was just nice when they've got the Chaz and Dave music, lifting a tr- trophy. Um, and and then also afterwards when the I stayed for a bit because Bex bless her, had to had to get back so. I drive out to Portsmouth, so I, I stayed afterwards to watch them lift the trophy and, and take photos and whatnot. And then um, the skipper Jenna Scalacci came over and um, noticed me in the crowd and, and said hello because obviously we'd interviewed her previously. And to get a selfie, she didn't. No, I, uh, she was the other side of a b- barrier, and I was too shy to ask her. Um, <laughs> it's not like shy. You. You're a media whore. You are. She leaned. She leaned in for a minute, and I Go thought. For a kiss. That's what I. That's what I thought. But I. I and then I, I. I was a bit tentative, and I just. I just. We just chatted for a bit, and. Uh, and that was it. Um, what could but, have been. Hmm. What could have been. What could have been. Um, so the next final, right? So it's first three finals. The, the next match um, will be. A week tomorrow, Wednesday, the twenty seventh of April. Um, it's at. It's going to be played at Finch and Finchley. It's also Charlton, um, the Capital Women's Cup final, um, and it is sorry, it's Finchley, Wingate and Finchley. Wingate, Wingate and Wingate and Finchley FC kick off 7:45. Capital Women's Cup final, five pound entry. I'm going to go up there. Um, if anybody wants to be open-minded about something and try something a bit different. 
That sounds rather sexual, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Good luck, I'm, girls, anyway. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Me too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I'd honestly, the, the thing I'd say is go with it. In the, I didn't know what it, what it was going to be like, and I thought, I went there, I had a good time, um, and, it was, you know, it was, an, it was a nice evening. It wasn't pissing it down with rain or anything like that. Um, I enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm going to go to the, to the next one. Unfortunately, I can't get I can't get down to the third final, which is going to be played um, on Sunday the... 8th of May at Kidderminster, not just because it's all the way up at Kidderminster, but it's it's going to clash with the with the our final we, home match against Southampton. The um, day we which, could win the league. The day we could potentially win the league, yeah, or take that step closer, or fuck it up, or whatever. Um, but which is a great shame. I wish they wouldn't they'd schedule the fixtures um, so it wouldn't clash. But if you can get down for to either game, I'm I'm going down next Wednesday then. Five pounds entry. Um, yeah, it's good. Nice evening out. Right, let's finish off with a few more questions. Um, Paul Esau says, with the season coming to an end and the Euros approaching, where do you see us strengthening? How do you consider how do you consider the time has come to offload? Who has made the grade to be elevated to the first team? God, at the moment, I hate to change anything about our team. So it's quite hard, really, to. I just if they like the last couple of games against United and Stoke last night. I mean, that is our best team, mm. in, in my opinion, in most people's opinion, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I know they can't play every single game, but they look like they want to, and they look like they're able to play every single game. I mean, it's Champions League. I think the next game um, is. If we win the next game, that means we're definitely in the top four, doesn't it, points-wise? Yeah. Did I read that today somewhere? So we are going to be playing Champions League. I can't see us not winning one of our last four games. So we're going to need a good squad. Um, I think we're probably, obviously we need, and we've been, well, we've been crying out for another striker all season, but it doesn't seem to have um, affected our results in any way. Don't know that Sun is what we need not quite sure he came yeah, on I'm yesterday not, okay not convinced about him yeah i've got reservations he's he's a bit of a wild card i think he's a little bit selfish on the ball um he's young he's hungry don't quite think he reads the game very well but so i would say an established premiership player striker is what yeah. we need yeah you know something um, that sorry go on no no carry on um something that concerns me like you said with almost guaranteed Champions League football and Dortmund is fresh in my mind and then that made it clear that our strength in depth isn't as strong as we thought it was mm. um, yeah. I think or, we do need to buy a, a, yeah yeah. Um, I think we do need to buy quite a few upgrades on squad players um, not superstars you know but um, you know just improvements so we can so like we can have the strength that we've got in the fullbacks yeah all over the pitch and to be honest there's it's only really attacking midfielders and a striker for me um i think okay. we don't think we need another wimmer i think we need another center back possibly i, I was going to say so if, if we yeah i guess we've only got one who we we didn't think he was top class um, when he came, I don't think, but 
Stasio's still at the club. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Is he? Look, he's well. He's well. He's, he's, he's been loaned out to Seville. Um, all right. Let, let's look at it this way. For the, start, starting eleven is pretty strong. Well, we're not going to tinker with that, for, just for sake of argument. The squad, we all agree, needs to be improved in certain areas. The full-backs, we're all happy with um, the strength and depth there. Striker, we all pretty much know that we need a, a new striker. So, to me, that leaves... The, the, the positions that it leaves is possibly a backup for Lloris. Is Vaughan good enough? I'd say he's he's actually... I think it was a cup tie against Leicester um, and a few other games after that this season um, where he started to show that actually he can come and he can do it half-decent job. The trouble is, if you, if you get a goalkeeper of the Lloris quality, he's going to want to play every game. So that's going to be quite difficult. Yeah. Um, I, think, back... I, think, I think Vaughan is, is a good sub to have. Yeah. Not saying he's happy not playing, but he's see he's not the worst goalkeeper in the world. To but I, I wonder if there are, you know, if you're nitpicking, if there are keepers who are good sub keepers, but Vaughan seems to sort of need a couple of games to get up to speed. Warm and up a bit. You need yeah. you need someone who can come in and you know be so great. more established player. Yeah. Um, is, is there such a point? Or, or maybe, maybe a young goalkeeper, somebody like—I'm not saying him, but somebody like a Jack Butland, only because well, Larice isn't old by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm and I'm hoping he's got a lot ahead of him. Yeah, what, May, is he twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, and goal, goalkeeping terms, that's he can not go to forty. Old. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe a younger goalkeeper. I don't know. Um, centre back position. So we've got Vertonghen, Toby, Vimmer, and then you've got Dyer that could play there, but then you lose what he offers in midfield. So possibly another centre back if we sell Fazio. Um, <coughs> I'd like somebody in midfield um, because, as you said, John, in that Dortmund game, we had. Dembele, who I think was on the bench, and then Dyer, who doesn't travel, and Ali, who was. Hang on a minute, Dyer who doesn't travel? Sorry? D- I think Dyer didn't travel for that match. He stayed you at home. You thought he doesn't travel full stop? No, yeah, no, no. I thought, no, I thought no. you meant he was like Bergkamp. <laughs> no, no, no. No. <laughs> no, he's not like Bergkamp and he's not like B.A. Barakas in the A-team. Um, just, going back he... to, just going back to Buckland, there's no way that he would come and be a second goalkeeper anywhere. No. no but, you know what? Since you mentioned him, but, I, I'm starting to think, oh, maybe he could, you know, because, you know, we're going to be playing Champions League, FA Cup, League Cup, and the Premier League. Mm. He's no going way. to get a lot I of games. I don't believe it. He's too somebody, good for that. Yeah, somebody of that ilk, not Butland now, but maybe somebody that's, but you know, Butland of a few years ago that was sort of promising and, and trying to. Yeah, do you um, know anything about our um, third keeper? I can't think of this. It's McGee. I think it's McGee. Um, McGee. McGee and he's okay, but I think that's that's about it. I'm not sure that he's ready yet. Um, I think yeah. I think it's a, a central midfield player, somebody else, because if you take out Dyer and Dembele, have we got another player in there that's got that bite? And I'd also like somebody in the Ericsson mould who I was can, say that. Um, particularly the Champions League. Well, hopefully. Are um, we saying Mason and Bentaleb then cut the mustard? Um, Not yet for me. Bentaleb. 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 Um, <laughs> Bentaleb. Um, I think he's. I think he's he's had a 
uh, he's not had the best season, but then he's been injured for a, a lot of it. Mason, I think he's a squad player, really. Um, and, you know, if I had to move players along, I think Sun, I'd give him another season. I think it's, it's early days for him. Same with Clinton and G. Um, we've sort of forgotten about. Um, Chadley, I'd, I, if, if we got a player that could play in that role, in the sort of Chadley role, but it was ten times better than Chadley. Then... Chadley for me is the only player that I think might want to play first team football and might want to go somewhere else where he can get the chance to play first team mm. football. I feel quite sorry for him really. He looks a, he looks a bit sort of a he look I I felt sad when he came on last night. Yeah. He's a, he he can be a decent player, but I think that, you know, if we're talking about the next level, um if we can bring a player of I don't know, uh, an Eden yeah. Hazard for, at his pomp or whoever, somebody really skillful um, that can open up defences, then um, <clears throat> if, someone, if someone's going to be surplus requirements at the moment, for me, it'd be Chadley. Yeah. I think he's unfortunate in that he's better than your squad players, but not quite as good as your first team players. Yeah. So, he, you know, he's good enough to be a first team in any other team in the Premier League, really, apart from maybe City. Yeah. Um, but... I wonder. I wonder if he feels a bit left out of it all. Do you know what I mean? Mm. A bit part player. Well, because because he did get a quite a little bit of a run, didn't he, a while ago? Yeah. And then that stopped, and I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? I mean, they want to be playing all the time, don't they? It's really difficult. Mm. I think is you've you've got to take your opportunities um, when you're given them, and I'm not sure that Chadley has fully grasped those opportunities this season. It, it feels it feels wrong talking about who we get rid of, who do we need at this stage of the season for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's 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 move on. Dawn Fletcher asks. Um, officiating seems to be the topic of the day. Um, discuss how you would change or not change the current process to improve it. Uh, I'm. I'm quite passionate about this so i'd like to step in first if that's all right uh, first of all video um assistance for the refs um not for everything but you know for penalties um uh maybe offside goals but this is um another thing um and by the way apparently video um assistance is going to be trialled in lower leagues next year I've, I've read that or something okay. um, so that could be interesting to see how that pans out um, but uh, also the, the offside rule um, I don't know if it was Keown who said it the other day um, one of the pundits said simplify it You know, if they're offside they're offside doesn't matter if they're interfering with play or this or that if they're offside they're offside and like, like, likewise with handball if it if it touches their hand, it's a handball, whether they mean it or not. And the whole the idea for me is to get away from the ref interpreting situations as much as possible. You, know, mm. you don't you don't need one man's opinion. You need facts. And if he sees something factual happening, happening, then he acts on it. And also. Um, pulling pull shirts I could be here a while actually uh, pulling <laughs> pull shirts in the area on corners um, if it should be a penalty if if the opposition shirt gets pulled and the ref sees it he should give a penalty 
And I think it would become less and less common because of that, because people know they can't do it. You know, it's refs turning a blind eye to things or interpreting it in a certain way. And there's so much money at stake. It seems ridiculous to let one man's opinion rule what happens in the game. Um, it, they should simplify it as much as possible. There, I think I'm done. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit different to you because I'm, I'm, I quite like traditional football. Um, I think it's already been improved with the goal line technology that we've got now. Yeah. Um, I actually think the spraying on the pitch for free kicks helps. You know what? I I thought that was ridiculous at first, and I thought, oh, of all the things you could change, you're bringing on a bit of shaving foam. But, <laughs> but I agree, it's it's made a I massive mean, difference. I, I just think it's it's a game. It's a natural game. It's natural. It's an instinctive game. I mean, fucking refs, they're going to be weighed down with all this equipment they've got. No, um, no, no. They look not, like they're going to be going out backpacking or something. No, they're going next to like, antennae on their head or something. No, the ref isn't going to be carrying a portable TV around with him so that he can rewind. <laughs> but all he uh, needs no, is I'm exactly what he's joking. got now—a headphone. And then people in the stands rewind. You know, it could take a minute or two minutes on a big decision for someone to say conclusively, yes, it was this or it wasn't. And uh, I, 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 th I think, I think you'd miss things like the referees, the wanker. I just think, I don't think it should be changed that much. You're a traditionalist, though. I'm... I am a traditionalist. And I just think... Um, Pulling, you know, I mean, pulling at each other when the corner's coming in, when a free kick. I mean, that's always there's grappling going on in, in the box all the time. Um, I, it has been extra highlighted this weekend. I mean, Leicester do it all the fucking time, all the time. It's not something that we do, I don't think. Tottenham players don't always do it. But look at the one on Toby last night that was highlighted. That was definitely a penalty. No. Um, but it's just... I think things weigh themselves out, and I don't think you must change it that much. I'm I'm a creature of habit, so and a traditionalist, so I, I wouldn't change anything. Just two things. So one one thing that always amuses me is when they talk about goal line technology, and and you get some people like I don't know Alan Shearer, and he'll say something along the lines of, "Oh, but if we introduce goal line technology, then all those talking points will disappear from the game." I couldn't give a flying fuck about... <laughs> I really don't care. It, it, there's, there's nothing that I find so boring when pundits sit there and they talk about whether this was offside or whether that was... Red. I don't care. I just, I just want to watch the game. I'd rather those things didn't happen and I could just talk about the football that I see on the field. Um, it doesn't other, change anything, their opinion, does it? No. The, the other thing is, there is something I could change, and I don't know how you would do this. I would. It would be nice if... You know, I'd, maybe it's not possible. Maybe it's just a different thing. It's a cultural thing. I don't know. But in, this, in the way that in rugby, players respect the the umpire, it would be nice if footballers did that. And you didn't have that situation like a few years ago, that famous image where the United players and Roy Keane are chasing, was it Derso? Uh, whoever the referee was. Um, I think it was yeah. Andy Derso. Um, that, that's the only thing. that It would be nice if that there was a bit more respect. But Just going yeah. back to Vardy's venomous face again. In his face, that isn't mm. on. Yeah, yeah. That that's the only thing that I'd like to change. But otherwise, you know, it's, it's interesting what you said, Carol, about 
um, the refs are wanker. I never thought of, thought of it in those terms. You'd have to rescind it. Say, oh, sorry, the ref. You're not a wanker you know. after all because we've just found out that you actually got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Make a chant out of that. <laughs> <coughs> okay, final few questions. We're going to go through these really quickly. Um, Mark Stoll says, if you could choose three teams that were promoted into the Premier League next season, who would you choose from any league? And I think it means any league um, in, in the in the sort of pyramid in the in the English tier. Um, I'm going to go for the following three, which are Sheffield Wednesday, because I've never been to Hillsborough and it's a traditional um, English ground uh, and it's got good capacity. Um, Cardiff City, um, I've never been to there. Um, stadium before, but I, I recall when I think it'd be good good day out from. This is purely for selfish reasons, um, as a as a away day out. Um, I think a trip to be, trip to Cardiff would be a good away day. And from what I recall, when they were in the Premier League last time, um, their fans made a lot of noise. And if there's one other team, don't know. Um, maybe somebody like Leeds or North Forest. I don't know. It's a very personal question, isn't it? We've all got our own personal reasons. Brentford, yeah. because they were my local team from where, oh, I, was, where yep. I was born. Yep. Um, QPR, used to go there with my dad as a child because he supported them. Always liked QPR, my, probably my second team. Um, my husband will kill me, but I don't want Derby to get promoted. Um, as much as I want them to do well, I can't bear it when they're in the same league as us. I just can't bear it. It gets a chip on his shoulder. They're <laughs> normally shit. And it's just gruesome watching games with him. Um, so I'd probably go for someone like Plymouth. Um, Green Army, because that's where my sister lives, and it'll be a nice time to go and see my sister as well. That's me. Um, I'd go for Oxford United, um, because they, I've seen them a few times on TV, and they seem to have great support. And um, a mate of mine lives there, and they're his second team. And I think that would be a cracking away day. Um, City. Yeah, uh, Accrington Stanley, just because of that advert in the eighties. Um, <laughs> uh, exactly. Accrington. Um, and Boston United, because I've never been to America. Oh. Okay. That was, jo- <laughs> Is that a that was joke. Yes, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're not actually based in America. Jeff said, "Okay." Right. <laughs> <laughs> my my brain went dead for a minute. Yeah, I, 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 I know they're not based in America, but I was like, Boston United. Um, okay, final few questions. Ali Hassan um, Twitter handle is at Only Spurs. Why are Spurs so fucking beautiful and sexy? Obviously, this was tweeted after we shortly after we um, we, we we annihilated Stoke City. I think there's one reason for that. Maurizio Pochettino. Man, love right there. Yeah, there's a lot of bromances going on with male fans and our and our boys. It's lovely, sexy. Um, we've got some lookers, and I'm I hate to think that I just watch football for good-looking men. I'd like to think I earned my respect in another way. My 30 odd years of bloody going to games and supporting them, but we have got quite a few lookers. I have to say, yeah, <laughs> it's a quite a nice few nudie photos of them going around as well. And it's the whole. Um, we're just blissful. We're blissful. It's orgasmic. 
it's just you know, it's, it's everything about Tottenham, the name Tottenham Hotspur, the, the football over the years, the style, the manner, the swagger that we do things, that the players that we've had over over the last you know few decades, from your Greaves to your Hoddles to your Ginolas and your Klinsmans and your Gazers and and Bales and so forth, and and to the players of today, that there, there is something sexy about it. Um, John, I'm not going to ask you, Carol, but obviously you're a married man. Um, but if you had to. Pochettino or Toby? Unzipped. <laughs> yeah, excuse me while I masturbate. <laughs> um, Poch, I think I'd, I'd prefer an older man. Yeah, yeah. Pochettino is is, is a fine fine looking specimen. Um, he, he's got that dark brooding South American quality. I think I think he'd be a good lover. Oh um, yes, yeah. immense lover. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think Toby would be a bit more rough, and but I think I think Pochettino would be right. Um, moving along. Um, <laughs> you get worth for nothing. Jeff <laughs> 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 made no reference to gay worth and gay words. No, well, you have never. Leave that to you. Mister, Mister Gaz at Mister Gaz underscore ICT asks: You can choose only three Spurs players in the Premier League. In the, in the Premier League Player of the Year, six nominees, who would you choose? Jeff, I love the way you say yeah. It's very posh. Did I say that? So it's yeah. <laughs> right, so, yeah, which which three, three players? Oh, um, Dembele, most, most, most improved player. I love him to bits. Harry Kane, because he's just an absolutely gorgeous, fantastic superstar. And Mr. Toby. So, so sorry, Kane, Dembele and Musa, did you say? I'm putting Dembele first before Harry. Dembele, okay. Harry, Toby. John? See, I went for Deli Ali, Kane and Toby. I didn't put a... Ali in because I thought he was a younger player. Well, yeah. Okay, can we change the rules a bit? <laughs> uh, he's going to win young player of the year. Um, so I'm going for the same, I think. Kane, Toby and Dembele. Yep, I'd go for the same, but I'd, put, I'd, 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 I'd have to, Toby as player of the year. Yeah, um, he, he's my... He's my uh... Do I what, sorry? That's because you heart him. I heart him, not as much as Maurizio. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> Merrick Wells, final two questions. Merrick Wells says... We're not going to do this one. Do any of you find yourself gazing long... I can't say the words, longingly at the league table like it was the love of your life after an earth-shuddering, bed-based experience. I did that last night, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I'm sitting there looking like, at my... Yeah, should... <laughs> I was looking at my phone, just looking at the table and looking at Leicester above us and thinking and dreaming what could and should be. Oh. You know what? I'm kind of pissed off as it should be four... I'm really pissed off with them getting a draw at the weekend. Mm. Four sounds so much more less than five. Five to me is quite a big number still. And I didn't um, actually see that game, but apparently their last-minute penalty, 94th-minute penalty, yeah. was never a penalty. I don't know, I haven't seen it. But. It's been debated to death now in the media and Facebook yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, Sorry, can I just go back? I meant to mention this earlier. Um... Um, Ericsson's pass. I don't know if it was a flick it's a or ship what. Ship going by there. 
<laughs> I think that was the truth. That ship has sailed. <laughs> um, he his pass to um, Ali or his pass to Rose when he was sort of facing the wrong way, but then he somehow got the ball. Kicked um, it back almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't back. seen any sort of highlights, um, but that just sort of blew my mind. It was like, how, how did you do that? Uh, defied the laws of physics, sort of thing. Um, but sorry, I just thought I'd mention that. Um, I'm going to go, go and watch it now. I never. Um, people say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that. You beat people me to say it. Ericsson doesn't work so hard. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't quite tackle like that. He's still just gets on with it and he'll just do something so magical you forgive everything else that he doesn't do and, and I don't know if you if, well maybe I've noticed this more in the last few games but certainly yesterday but he he's jumping up for headers that he shouldn't reach and getting um, them yeah yeah good lad um I wouldn't now just to go back to Merritt's question I wouldn't describe it in those terms I don't think I, I, I look at the table and 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 uh, I don't think I've got a raging hard on each time I look at it. But um, I have been fantasising a lot about Tottenham and and winning the league this season. And and to the point where I've missed trains and got off at the wrong not got onto the wrong train and stuff because I'm completely. Um, so this morning I was on the Northern Line um, and I was getting I was supposed to get the south southbound branch. Um, now it's just so happened yesterday I was getting the northbound branch um, to get up to Euston. For the game, um, and because I've got, um, I've, I've I've gone up to Euston a lot of times, not just for games, but um, for, you know for that for other reasons. Um, I was just on autopilot. I wasn't even thinking what I was doing. Um, actually, actually, as it was, I was supposed to get the Jubilee line this morning, but there you go, at London Bridge, because I was just completely absorbed and thinking about Tottenham and and, and daydreaming. Yeah, and you daydreaming. only had four hours sleep as well. You're like a well, that's true. Zombie fight. Yeah. I yeah. had a message from Zach this morning saying, I had the most amazing dream about Spurs last night. I just thought, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think everyone's uh, just making everyone's earth shudder, if that's Merrick, what Merrick said at the moment. Okay, final question. Greg Taylor asks, I'm not superstitious, but a, superstitious, but a lot of footballers and fans are. Bearing this in mind, with the fantastic season we've had, especially if we if we win the title, should we maybe keep the heritage gash, sorry, gash, <laughs> on on our on our shirts? Now, that's quite controversial because a year ago it was just towards the end of last season when when we launched that kit, and I remember it um, might have been the penultimate or the last home game of the season um, against I think it was Hull. Um, yeah, it was against Hull City, and and that we wore. We wore that shirt. Funny enough, the week later when we played Everton away from home, we wore what was the last season's home shirt, and and a lot of people didn't like the heritage um, sash, me included, um, to the point where I was like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. And, I hadn't, and to be honest, I hadn't bought I hadn't bought a Spurs home shirt in about Pony '95, so about 20 years, I think. I just think it's a load of bollocks, sorry. I've never had what? a problem with it. I never had a what? problem with the sash in the first place. It, but it doesn't look... See, for me, a, to- a, Tottenham, a Tottenham shirt has got to be... Ooh, it's I got like... a bit red on it. Stop fucking but... whinging. OK, I don't, I don't mind the red thing, but it's the fact that it's got this sash across it. I, for me, I like a minimalist kit. Anyway, oh. that being said, that being said, even though... 
I criticised it at the time. Shortly afterwards, I went and bought it. I thought, what the fuck? And I went and bought, bought it. So that makes me a complete hypocrite. But I remember at the time, I, it might have been on another podcast, somebody said, you know, what if we have a really good season? And if we have a good season, it doesn't matter how shit that kit might be or people perceive it. People are going to remember the team playing in that kit. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're going to associate that kit with success. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be yeah. synonymous. So well, the I, reality... Sorry. I was just saying, the, the reality is we'll probably get a new home kit next season because that seems to be the way these days. Um, man, that, that's fine. That's just that's just the way of the world. But would you keep the sash? No. I, I, I actually want us to um, pay homage to the 1961 team and drop everything, including the sponsor. Just keep the cockerel on the front and the name and number on the back. We lose the sponsorship that. money. Six, apparently, it's 16 million a year. With all the money flooding in, we can afford to drop that. Just for the season, just for the one season we win, the, or the first season we win the Premier League. I agree with the minimalism, and it is my preference. And I think to pay homage to, if we win the league, particularly, it'll be a, a fantastic and lovely, warm thing to do. There's no way they'll drop the sponsor though. There's no way, but John John makes an interesting point in so far as you know you could, for example, you could have them have you could have a sponsorship on the sleeve, like the purple, or, or, no, on the or just on the actual on the purple training kits, or f- maybe on the away kits. But for the home matches, you could go all Barcelona a few years ago and just be pure. It's never going to happen in a, in a million years. But in terms of the money, it's probably tuppence compared to all the other revenue we get. Yeah. And you I'd think also, of the publicity that would come in from. <gasps> This this Premier League team playing in yeah. the Champions League and they don't have a sponsor on their shirt. A lot of well, you get a lot of exposure just because of that. You're calling sixteen million a drop in the ocean. Well, I think that's a drop in the ocean. But how much how much money is the TV money going to come into Spurs next year, next season? Two hundred and fifty million is that something? Quite a lot more than sixteen, isn't it? Yeah. I'd also like... Almost a drop um, in the ocean. Sponsorship, sponsorship isn't just about the money, though. It's about a lot of other things. There's a lot of other revenue that comes through media and stuff like that with the sponsors. Yeah, it's, it's a very simplistic view, but... Uh, but it's a lovely view. It's a romantic perf- view. I agree perfect, with you. In a perfect world, that's what I would like. You know, maybe just for one season. But. Yeah. Well, you could... You know, I'd like, um, I'd like the socks to be blue with a little bit of white on top because yet they're 61 team... Um, if you look back at the video, so they didn't they didn't wear white socks. It was predominantly blue with a bit of white at the top. And that's not a popular Spursy kit, but over the years, I think ninety one in the final, and we we we, we wore dark blue socks even a few years ago um, when uh, AVB was manager when Hewlett Packard was sponsoring us. Um, AVB. Yeah. There's a there's a sexy man if there ever was one. Um, this is getting rather homoerotic. Um, I think we should stop at this point. Um, right? Yeah, I'd, 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 I can I would I concur with John, um, and I'm not a fan of the heritage. heritage. Personally, I'm not a fan of the heritage sash. Um, so I'd, I'd I'd happily ditch it for something more minimal. Right. On that note, um, thank you, Carol, as ever. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank, thank you, John. It's good to have you back on the pod. My pleasure. Um, and on that note, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. Um.